Welcome to episode seven of the Ruthless Regression Podcast. Mm, Lucky number seven. Yes, I'm Levi. I'm Elizabeth. And we're here to talk about a couple of things. Uh, (laughs) Well, first of all, we talk about wrestling. We talk about the WWE. Uh, We're talking about both the the past and the present Mm -hmm. today. Um, A little bit later on in the show... We're going to talk about our experience at SmackDown this this last Friday night. Yeah, we went there. We were there in Raleigh, North Carolina. So we're going to talk about our experiences there. Yeah, and we're also going to talk about our next ruthless aggression episode, which was Monday Night Raw mm-hmm. from July eighth, two thousand two. Mm-hmm. If you're watching along on Peacock, that is, I think Raw has its own season or or show, mm-hmm. and then it's season ten, episode twenty seven mm, specifically. Thank you. That's that helpful. we're watching. So, um, if you're maybe not a wrestling fan, or you're casual, or you're kind of confused about what in the world we're even talking about, um, if you have a Peacock subscription, you could go on there and watch it either prior to the episode or if you want to watch along with us um just kind of see what we're talking about or if there's anything that we talk about that strikes your fancy um let us know yeah um what other news we did not get any emails in our (laughs) in in our mailbox so wallace will not be making an appearance on this podcast (laughs) we did not get any so okay you can catch us on Several different platforms. We're on Instagram, YouTube, and and, and Threads mm. at Ruthless Regression. Threads still going strong, huh? Yes. Okay. So you can catch the YouTube video uh, version of the podcast there. Uh, you can get some nice reels and shorts content if mm-hmm. you're into that. Um, and then yeah, if you want to kick off our very first segment of the mailbox. You can email us with any questions at ruthlessregressionwwe at gmail.com. So please do. If you want to see our dog, Wally, (laughs) we're not going to bring him out until he's being held hostage. And we're not going to bring him out until you send us an email. There will be no dog content until we have participation. That's right. It's just, that is something that you have to pay for. Otherwise, any other news or just general feelings or vibes that you have? General vibes are, it's been a busy week. Um, With the show, new jobs, summer is in full swing. Like It's very hot. So hot. So we're just surviving. We're not thriving so much nowadays, but we're just surviving. And I think once we hit the fall, we'll thrive a little bit more. But the garden's rolling. The wrestling is pumping up to get to SummerSlam. We're kind of soaring into that, but we can touch base on that more as we talk about the most recent show. Um, yeah, let's let's step back in time and go back to 2002, 21 years ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, let's not do any math this week. 
I saw you think about it like, uh, my I, I just, yeah, I just gave up. <laughs> am I going to check? No, no. Okay. Yeah. So we're July 8th, 2002. We're losing pace. We're, we're currently, we're shooting this on July 16th. Yeah. It's going to get away from us, but that's it okay. Is. There's a lot of wrestling. I mean, shooey. It's, it's a commitment. It is, but, uh, in, we're in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. um, in, in the past here. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, Vince McMahon kicking off the show. He's not in the ring this time. He's just kind of on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tells us a, uh, gives us a couple pieces of information. So the Undertaker has a well-deserved night off. He has defended his title like at least two weeks in a in the in a row, and he's been in the main event like every single week for like the last two or three weeks. So he's definitely earned a night off. And also, given our um, controversial finish to the main event of SmackDown last week, uh, which if if you recall, that was mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Undertaker versus Kurt Angle. Uh, what was it? Uh, it was a draw. Long match. It was a draw, and Undertaker kept mm-hmm. the belt. So because of that controversy, they're go- going to insert Kurt Angle into the Vengeance match for the title. Mm-hmm. Huh. So it'll be a three-way. Triple threat. Or, or triple threat. The, uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the Undertaker, Kurt Angle, and The Rock. Yeah, Rock's kind of coming out of nowhere. Um, in all of these episodes that we've talked about, seven thus far, they're like, The Rock's coming, The Rock's coming. This match feels they, a little bit like a way to just get The Rock in there to make sure he like shows his face. It definitely feels, it's vibes of like, I don't know, dad has gone off to war or something and we really miss him and he's coming back and we're going to show little clips every every single episode and next week he's coming back Mm -hmm. finally finally after weeks months at this point i know it it has taken a while so the rock really got like star-studded famous huh and then he kind of went out and did his own thing yeah i want to say and i i don't know this for sure but this is i think the beginning of the end of the rock in WWE. Right. This is kind of, I want to say you, you may have to fact check me on this or I'll do it in a minute, but, uh, the rock I think was shooting the scorpion King during this time. Dude, I was gonna, I'm actually going to look because I I was thinking the exact thing. That was, and that was his like first big movie because all all of these like promo videos, he looks like, like he does with the Scorpion King. And I was thinking to myself, I wonder if he had shot that movie already. Let me see. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he was shooting that during this time. I love those movies. Had some really weird CGI. I've never seen the movies, but I always see that. That I've never seen the movies. Scorpion King. You're giving me the face right now. You've never seen any of the mummy movies. Is that the same as the Scorpion King? So the, well, Scorpion, the Scorpion King, King is, is a mummy. One of the mummy movies, yeah. Okay, nope, never seen them. All right, well, go ahead and we'll add that, that on the to list. the list. Yep. I always see that very last. I guess it's one of the last scenes of the Scorpion King, where he's like this weird. Yeah, it's monster it's thing. It's not great, but and it's really bad CG. But it, it, it was what two thousand two. So yeah. Whatever. Gotta, we have got to watch this. <clears throat> Brendan Fraser is a really good actor. So this uh, Scorpion King was released April of 2022. So he was definitely 
riding that high. He was probably on a few press tours during this time. <laughs> yeah, he may have even been shooting a different movie, but yeah, that was kind of his first big break. And I think uh, in Hollywood, at least. And so I think that's kind of WWE's kind of uh, holding on to him as much as they can, but yeah. he's kind of already gone. Contractual obligations. Yeah. He's on that Roman Reigns <laughs> schedule, like yeah. hyping it up three weeks in advance that he's just going to show up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he's, we'll see if they put the title on him or if he wins the title. But. I can't imagine. But I mean, it, I mean, it is the rock, but yeah, he'll, he'll be the part-time champion. But, we'll see. Yeah. Our first match, Booker T versus Eddie Guerrero. Um, I have that this was a, a, a pretty stiff match is in terms of like, it looked like they were really hurting each other quite a bit. I agree. <laughs> but I now, full disclosure, we watched this first half what, a week ago. So, yeah, this is a little fuzzy. A little fuzzy. Yeah. But I did make a note that it was a great match for me because of that. I love those matches where, where you're watching and you're like, oh, that almost looked like maybe not on purpose. Like that looked yeah. really painful. <laughs> it didn't look bad. Like it was very technical and very yeah. impressive. Yeah. But it there were just a few moves there that looked like, eh, may, and but sometimes that adds to the to a match when you look when you oh, look at moves and you say like, wow, that looks like it really hurt. Yes. That, most good matches have that. I think. I completely agree, and that's. Um, that's why I put great match because that is the art of the wrestling match to me, right? Like so many people are like, even someone that I talked to last week was like, I used to like wrestling and then I realized it was all fake. And so I stopped watching and I'm like, <sighs> let's break that down. <laughs> we're going to come across it eventually. And we're early in our podcast history. Yeah. It really, um, I wouldn't say bothers me when people say wrestling is fake. It's just kind of an ignorant thing to say. Yes, because it does show a little bit that you're not really understanding what wrestling is, which is fine. Not everyone understands everything. I mean, that's just life. But um, to me, especially with this Booker T and Eddie Guerrero match, that is what makes wrestling so good is you truly don't know who, and it looks like they're, hurting each other yes of course it's predetermined who's gonna win it's kind of like a mix between professional sports but also a little bit of reality tv like they are predetermined but the art and the beauty and the skill is making you not even know what's going to happen and a lot of times of course you'll probably the viewer probably catch on we we catch on to things as far as like storylines and how they're building characters up Mm -hmm. to really know who's going to win and who's going to lose but the beauty and the skill and the fun of it is when you really don't know and you get a dark horse or like they're you're truly believing these guys are kicking the crap out of each other yeah it's i mean it's a long-running television show that they perform live every week yeah and not only that, but they're putting their bodies on the line. And if you think this stuff doesn't hurt, then, you know, go get in the ring yeah, <laughs> and try some of this stuff out. I mean, you can't fake a, a fall from the top rope. Yeah. You or, can do it skillfully, which yeah. a lot of these guys do. I mean, they're, 
there's a lot of high-flying acrobatic wrestlers who do all of these jumps and flips and they do it with such skill that they don't hurt themselves but that's just that's the fun of it right it's like watching like a circus performance or something like these are performers doing acrobatic stunts or in this case slamming their face into something stunts um but the skill of it is that they're not getting knocked out (laughs) like they're taking the hits but and then they stand right back up and they keep wrestling like that's impressive yeah i mean the point is to make it look like it hurts without obviously trying to make it hurt as little as possible and it's such a fine line and there's so much skill involved like you said yes very much and I think if um, if you're watching this or listening to this and maybe you're having that thought of like, uh, you know, wrestling's not for me. I don't really get it. I think that's this is a really good match to watch. Um, again, season 10, episode 27 um, with Booker T. He's a very tall black man. Eddie Guerrero, he's a bit of a shorter um, Hispanic man. If you're kind of wondering who's who, they also put their names on the um, TV. But... Um, watch that match and i think you'll really get to see performance mm-hmm. and, and not a lot of wrestlers have that level of skill that's why there's there's good wrestlers and bad wrestlers and yeah, we're like... going to see some bad ones this episode <laughs> let me tell you um there there is some not so good wrestlers but i do think that was a really really good match to watch one last thing on on the wrestling is fake thing mm-hmm. i feel like the reason people think that is because once upon a time, the wrestling business was very much, they, they presented it as real mm-hmm. and they tried to maintain what we call kayfabe now, which is just like this alternate reality of wrestling. And at a certain point, people started to catch on the, a lot of the old school wrestlers tried to preserve that mm-hmm. it didn't work. And nowadays I would say they embrace it a lot more you know, there's a little bit, it's more just like fun. Like, yes, we're playing characters. We're having fun. Right. Um, but you don't have to, you're not, nobody believes this is real anymore. It's not a UFC fight. This isn't UFC. Yeah. This is its own thing. And I think it's really great. Yeah. Well, I think (laughs) like we could, we could really beat this drum for a long time and I'm sure we'll touch on it, um, in the future, like you said again, but, I think for a lot of people, they want to know like the rules and they want to see people perform within a certain rule set. And the fact that WWE wrestling doesn't, I think it aggravates some people because they don't understand the like logic behind it. Um, But if you go into it, just like, like we're saying, accepting that it is a performance, like you're watching an acrobatic athlete do a performance with a predetermined storyline then I think it's a little bit funner to watch. <laughs> and just accept that it's going to be silly and over the top. Sure. And that's the fun part of it. Yeah. it's a You got to have a sense of humor if you're going to watch wrestling. <laughs> oh, your shots pro- fired. Absolutely. Shots fired. Okay. okay. Uh, all right. Let's get back to on topic. Um, we, we sort of covered this match. I mean, there's a little outside interference stuff that happens after the match first of all booker t wins via Mm -hmm. a roll-up um chris benoit comes out and interrupts the the spinner rooney we didn't get a spinner rooney tonight so (laughs) gold dust comes in to rescue the dudleys come in to rescue uh you know we're kind of setting up 
something that happens later, which we'll get to. There's a little bit of chaos there. Then we have yet another Rey Mysterio promo. At this point, like, let's go, Rey Mysterio. We are waiting for you. We're we're either going to get him at Vengeance or just after Vengeance. I think they're just going to build him up for a a month. And, uh, yeah. We have a Book Dust segment. Book Dust. Um, Pretty funny segment because... Remind me what happened here. Um, do you want to know the extent of my notes? Yeah. Booker T and Goldust. I have that it was hilarious. <laughs> I'm trying to remember that part. But I know that the pretzel guy gets it because this guy comes around um, after Booker T and, and Goldust are talking and he looks vaguely like X-Pac. Oh, so, he's wearing like that uniform or whatever. They're about like backstage. Yeah, and Booker yeah. just like wrecks him with a <laughs> yeah. with a leg kick, and then he and then like the pretzel guy goes down, and he and Booker's like realizes it's not X Pac, and he's yeah. Like, yeah, like whoops, grabs a pretzel and gets out of there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what it was? It was the um, the Booker T and Gold Dust thing. The like little dance that Gold oh, Dust does. Yeah, you really like Gold Dust. I'm really. Goldust is, uh, you know, I, I remember him as just like the funny, like weird guy. Yeah. And not even that funny, really. I don't remember like <laughs> thinking of him as like hilarious. Right. That's what's but, surprising to me as we're like watching these and talking about them is he really doesn't seem like the kind of character that you would like. So anytime that you're like, that's hilarious. I'm like, is it though? <laughs> he's so, I, I think he's hilarious. And he's actually just a really great wrestler too. Yeah. Like Goldust has been by far like, um, kind of the delta between what I remember and what what I'm seeing him as now is, mm-hmm. is like the greatest. I, I think he's hmm. he's um he's been really fun to watch. Interesting. I I haven't watched a lot of his like skill in the ring, mm-hmm. so I'll be on the lookout for it more. He's he's very crisp and smooth, and and he's got his own goofy like little right. style. I know. But, that's what's hard about being the funny guy is that a lot of the focus is on you just being funny, not really your skill. But He's athletic too, though. Okay. I mean, yeah, definitely um, take a closer look next time. Yeah, okay. Uh, Maybe he'll have a bigger match next episode. Yeah, and we've got more gold dust coming up. But first we have uh, a little segment between Trish, uh, Jackie, Gata, and Nowiski, which sets up our match later. And really? Molly Holly, I think. Oh, was she also there? Uh, I don't know. I wrote her down. I'm pretty sure she is. I think <laughs> I think if there's one involved, they're all involved. Yeah, because this one was more backstage, I think. But later on in, in the episode, Molly Holly doesn't come out. Okay. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't have much to say about that segment. Yeah, Goldust just... comes out and does a little... Or he doesn't come out. He's backstage, he's dressed up as Ben Franklin and, <laughs> and doing another funny skit. <laughs> yeah. He's just, he's great comedic relief. Yeah. Uh, you don't have too many comedic relief characters right now. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, in this era at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he, he's been really uh, good to have. Yeah. Uh, up next, we've got Chris Benoit coming out with Eddie Guerrero versus Bubba Dudley, who is accompanied by Spike. These guys uh, all have a very busy night. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> doing a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah. You got, yeah, there was what? One, two. Yeah. I uh, think by this point, it's like, is do they only have Goldust, Booker T, and the Dudleys? And, and, Eddie, and Eddie and Chris Benoit, Chris Benoit right yeah. now? They, <laughs> you got to hand it to them. Like, on nights like this, when you take a kind of zoomed out view, you're realizing that they only have one, two, three, four, like eight guys, and they're making multiple matches out of them. So yeah, it's it's um smart booking, I guess. Yeah, it's a light, it's a light show. I mean, we can talk about that a little bit more toward the end, but they definitely tried to make as much as they could out of yeah what little they had. Right. Uh, we have. Um, yeah, so we've got uh, basically Benoit wins this eventually. I don't have much to say about this match, but Benoit wins via crossface. Uh, Spike gets wrecked as usual, mm-hmm. and then Booger T and Goldust rescue. So, yeah, they're they're going through the motions a little bit. I think they're saving themselves because they're all involved in a match at the very end. Yeah, so they're well, kind of it's a short and sweet thing. We get a Harvard vignette with Chris Nowiski. He's <laughs> so weird. Yeah, he's just walking around like, yep, yeah, this, this, this is Harvard. This dorms. is where I went to school. Yeah. He's some guys rowing down the 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 river. Okay. I'm like, okay. <laughs> There's some very interesting story development in the past few weeks. Yeah. More Nowiski later, but first uh, Jeff Hardy arrives mm-hmm. on the scene. Hot off of his uh, match last week against The Undertaker, where, um, like we were talking about, was kind of a star, star-making star um, match mm-hmm. uh, performance. So he's uh, he comes up to Ric Flair. Flair's kind of giving him props. And then we have this random Stephen Richards dude, who I, I don't remember at all, who comes up to flair and starts trash talking him and saying like you're not what you used to be you're all washed up and stuff and mm-hmm. basically we're just setting up a match for a little later tonight yeah. we're gonna see the nature boy in action mm-hmm. up next we have a truly dreadful match now i i'm gonna disagree with okay. you okay um let's say what it is first it's uh trish stratus Accompanied by Bradshaw in a mixed tag match against Chris Nowitzki and Jackie Gaeta. So this is the one we set up earlier mm-hmm. in the show. The reason I said it's awful is the women's wrestling is just okay. abysmal. Okay, yes. And I, I don't blame that on Trish at all. Like I'm going to guess this is mostly Jackie Gaeta's fault. Yeah. They had no no chemistry at all. Like it, it's one of those you you don't realize how hard wrestling is until you see until you see two, bad wrestling. Yeah, bad wrestling where like they don't even know what move they're trying to do. <laughs> they're just um, going back and forth. Like they're like throwing each other off of uh-huh. the ropes. We're going here, and then we're going. Here, yeah, and, and one's going like going here. in this direction. One, yeah, yeah, and then like Trish jumps off the the turnbuckle to like slam her head into the mat and she does not she just doesn't, doesn't budge yeah she doesn't get and it she, trish hits the ground and she's like oh and then she falls the, yeah 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 and, this is actually <clears throat> this is a great episode to really look at some 
great wrestling and some not so good wrestling and really really look at the differences and see what you can pick up on um for me i totally agree with you as far as like the skill goes um but two big highlights were the first being even though definitely chemistry was lacking in that match and it was not it was going nowhere fast trish moves very well i can see why she goes on to be a better wrestler and and even still wrestles present day she moves really well yeah even if it's abysmal she it wasn't she, her fault she's yeah. cutting and like she she knows where to go so you i can see you that. could tell you could tell that she had certain things in mind right for what was going to happen and then jackie just was clueless yeah. absolutely clueless <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just awful and you could even see her at the end uh trish just trash talking gata and mm. it didn't look like it was entirely in character it was probably <laughs> like like you, you don't belong here. Yeah, you need this to is, do your homework or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, she there's a there's a give and take with wrestling. And I think that's what makes great matches great is even when you have like two superstars like last year or last year, last week with um Kurt Angle and Undertaker, two big pros, but they know how to give it and they know how to take it, right? Like Yeah being able to take a move like get the crap beat out of you in a good way that takes skill a lot a lot yeah i think most non-wrestling fans or or new wrestling fans don't get that right to sell a move and to make make the other person look good takes a lot of skill yes and you can go along i mean look at if you look at modern day a Baron Corbin or a Miz, mm-hmm. um, those types of people who seem like they only lose, but they do it well. They get paid a lot of money because <laughs> they make the other guys look really good. Yes, and I do think that's a important part of a superstar. Anytime I do like a little expose, so to speak, on um, on people who I feel like are are a true bona fide skillful wrestler, that's definitely a component. Is can you? Make superstar moves, but can you also sell it? I want to feel like you're losing, which I know seems so silly, but you got to feel that way. One person cannot put on a good match. It Correct. takes at least two. It's a dance. It really yeah. is a dance. Um, before we move on, the last point about this, which was, like I was saying last week, like every single week there's a new thing that I'm seeing. I love that this was a guy and a girl tag team to get a guy and a girl. Why do we not do that anymore? They do do it. Um, they still do do it every now and then. This would be perfect for Judgment Day. Yeah. Um, I think they have done it with Judgment Day. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm, just, I'm not aware uh, of it. They're not doing it every week. But <laughs> okay. one thing that is different, though, which is interesting, is they don't enforce like genders in the ring at the same time. Mm. So you'd have like um, Jackie got tagged in. Mm-hmm. or or was it yeah jackie maybe got tagged in and then she'd go like start trying to beat up bradshaw yeah. in the modern day it's like if a woman gets tagged in the other one's automatically in uh, so it's a different dynamic now yeah i i don't know i like this dynamic yeah even though the skill was lacking i still i thought it was refreshing to see that dynamic you don't really yeah. usually see two guys two girls in the ring together kind of doing a tag team thing so it's interesting and yeah i mean i think they could definitely do it more yeah 
Uh, next, we've got NWO in the ring. Um, <laughs> Shawn Michaels is out there looking like Date Mike from The Office. <laughs> He's got the backwards golf cap on. Nice to meet me. Yeah. How do you like your eggs in the morning? <laughs> uh, we're still teasing Triple H joining the NWO. Ugh, NWO is like obsessed with Triple H right now. I'm like, move Total on. frat vibes, by the way. Yeah. They're out there talking about how they just drink and party. <laughs> and I love how they're trying to get Triple H to join by giving him an ultimatum uh-huh. and threatening him if he doesn't. <laughs> like like every good relationship starts with uh-huh. an ultimatum. I mean, it works out for him in the end, right? They turn into, what is it? Something X? Degeneration X? No, that, was, that predates this. Really? Yeah, the initial version of DX predates this suck it was before this oh yeah they talked about it in this segment they they didn't say their name but that's what sean was talking about how he and triple h and and some of the other in x-pac were in degeneration x prior so they've already been in a group together well crap i was all confused i thought that's what was coming they bring it back oh um eventually i don't i don't remember exactly when i think it's Several years down the line, I think. But, yes, we got NWO saying, like, Triple H, please join us. But if you don't, we'll ruin you. It's like, like, what a great way to get somebody to join. And apparently, um, Kevin Nash is going to be in action for the first time in three months. Kevin Nash, tall boy. Big, big boy. And, uh, yep, so he set up a 10-man tag later. (laughs) 10 man Ridiculous. Yeah. There's like a lot they, going on. this literally is probably everybody they had yeah. for the night, other yeah. than other than the previous match mm-hmm. and the girls. Yeah, and our next match, Flair versus uh, what was his name? Something Richards. Steven. Steven Richards. Yeah, I've keep forgetting it. I don't know. There's what, nothing interesting about no, this match. Flair. I don't know what it, the point was? Just to boost Flair, I think they <laughs> Flair just put the beat down on him. I just. It was kind of a squash match. I don't really care for Ric Flair, and I know that's controversial. It's not that controversial because I've never been a huge fan either. But I also never, I didn't grow up in the Flair prime. I just don't understand. I know the woo thing, but like, we just all saying woo? I don't know. I mean, he was one of, if not the best in the world at a certain time, but it was... Okay. Long time ago. Yeah, so we're gonna have to go back to the prehistoric era. Yeah, he's already even here in two thousand two, he already he's an old man. Yeah. He's not in shape. <laughs> even though they kept saying, Oh, he's in shape, he's still good. He doesn't look like he's in shape. Looks like he's been hitting the beach and tanning yeah. a lot. Yeah, not wearing sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> uh we got Lesnar and and uh Paul Heyman in the ring. Um, so Philadelphia is important mm-hmm. to Paul Heyman oh. because Philadelphia is where ECW was created. Oh, okay. So that's kind of the undertone of this whole gotcha. I didn't know that. thing with Heyman. Um, yeah, we also get an announcement from Heyman that the match with RVD at Vengeance, so Brock and RVD, is going to be for the Intercontinental Championship. Hmm. But wait, no Continental Championship. Oh, okay. That's odd given the match that's 
just about to happen. No, wait, that's European. Never mind. Skip, I'm skipping ahead. Different, different skipping belts. Ahead. There's a lot of belts this yeah. time. Intercontinental, though, even at this time, I think is elevated above most of the rest. Hmm. Okay. I would say it's probably like the number two belt at this time. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so Heyman is, you know, doing his, his bad guy stuff. He's talking about how he exploited RVD and the other, other ECW guys like Tommy Dreamer mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. Uh, Speaking of the devil, Tommy Dreamer comes out and interrupts uh, and says that they did it because they loved it. This is actually interesting. Um, I meant to do my research on this, but I believe a lot of this is actually true. Like, I'm pretty sure Heyman was not a very good boss in ECW and did exploit a lot of these guys. the grifter Paul Heyman was a bad guy? I'm shocked. Well, I mean, uh, that's his character, but I think some of the character is real life, too. Mm, that's usually how it goes. I have read, and please fact check me here, but oh, I have okay. read that Tommy Dreamer had planned to murder Paul Heyman at WrestleMania 17. Okay. And then kill himself. Oh, my god! And I say that because I'm pretty sure he admitted it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Please look that up while I talk about it. Okay. Because I... Oh, yeah, yeah. That is... Yeah, I know that's big. We went from zero to serious real quick. Because with that in the back of my mind, when they came out here talking about this, clearly, like, they've squashed the beef at this point. Tommy Dreamer is still alive. He didn't do it. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) They're both still alive. So th- this would have been a couple of years before okay, um, okay, okay. 2002. <laughs> but my understanding is that I think Heyman, Heyman didn't pay well or he didn't always make good on his promises. And obviously these guys in ECW, they really put their bodies on the line. Hmm. Maybe we can... Do we need to revisit that? Well, there's a somewhat similar post under his personal life that says, after one of his first matches in Brooklyn, which dozens of his local relatives attended, he was attacked from behind and beaten down by Bill DeMott. No, no. Different story. Look up Tommy Dreamer, Paul Heyman, WrestleMania 17. Okay. And I'll talk through what happens next. So Tommy Dreamer... Um, after saying all this, uh, he's, he comes out, he's got a kendo stick. So he comes down, attacks Brock with it. He's going to, looks like he's going to put an absolute beat down on Brock. Um, Paul Heyman. Which WrestleMania? 17. 17. Okay. So Paul Heyman distracts him. RVD comes in to the, for the rescue. I guess he's, uh. No, he attacks Heyman, so he's not rescuing. Um, he's rescuing his uh, ECW brother, Paul, uh, God, Tommy Dreamer. And he does a very impressive move on Heyman. He does a coast-to-coast uh, drop kick with a chair on Paul Heyman. So mm-hmm. that's from one ring post to the other. Um, and then finally, Brock carries his manager, Paul Heyman, out. 
And that's the this little segment here. God, can you imagine realizing that somebody planned to so take you, you out? You verified it, right? I think so. Again, take it with a grain of salt because this is stuff we've read online. So <laughs> it may or may not be true. But I am like 60% confident that it's true. I'm, that's how this article on talk sport is painting it to be. And I believe it's not like a secret. I'm pretty sure like he spoke about it. <laughs> he says, I'm so happy I didn't do it. You think? Can you? Yeah, I know. I can't even imagine uh, finding out. Uh, oh my gosh. Anyway. Yeah, I, I can't believe he would admit to that. I thought that's, the same thing. You're taking that's that. the only reason that I brought it up is because I'm pretty sure he admitted it. I would not. I'd be like looking at you sideways like, I don't know about that. Be, he, he probably brought it up after the statute of limitations. So he couldn't couldn't be um, <laughs> random pair of, what is that, shears in your pocket? <laughs> yeah, I kept feeling something poke me. <laughs> what are those? Are those like garden shears? <laughs> yeah. I was using them outside and I kept feeling... Is this related at all to what we're talking about? Like murder-suicide? Uh, I was just having a... Wallace, get off the podcast. <laughs> You're not allowed here yet. The mail hasn't no, 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 no. The mail hasn't arrived. Okay. We get, we're going off the rails. Okay, bring it back. Bring it back. Okay. <clears throat> I'm, uh, ready, I'm ready to hop on the Hardy train. All right. Woo-hoo! Jeff Hardy versus William Regal. Uh, we get the awesome entrance again, and I don't know why I didn't realize this last week, but he, it's a black light. Yeah. He's like paints his whole face and his yeah. body. Um, so while he's under this black light, uh, he's just absolutely glowing. Yeah. And then when he walks out, you can't see it anymore. No, but it looks cool. It's so cool. Like I don't know why you wouldn't do this anymore. Yeah. Like why nobody else has done this. I think that a lot... With all of the, like, looking back and seeing a bunch of stuff that people are, are doing back in the day, I'm like, why why are we not doing this in present day? But I agree. The black light stuff is pretty cool. This, uh, so Jeff Hardy versus William Regal. This is for the European Championship, which mm-hmm. William Regal currently holds. Um, do you have any comments on the match itself, or do you want to get to the end? It was a little bit odd. It was an odd pairing. Yeah. Hardy wins, which was like, uh, oh, okay. Via Swanton Bomb. Um, Very much feels like a, a little bit of a consolation prize. Like, yeah. eh, you almost won the Undisputed Championship last week, so here's a match for European. Yeah, it felt a little odd, but um, the biggest thing, biggest takeaway is that Jeff Hardy is so good at hit that, that jumping double kick. I don't know if there's like a name for that move, hmm. where you basically just jump. He jumps up and puts both feet on somebody's chest and like kicks. Do you know what I'm Drop saying? Drop kick? I guess so. Mm. He executes that so well. And he does it in such a way, like if you're watching him do it, you, I don't know. It's like he knows how to hold his body so that he isn't, he's not fully kicking somebody with all of his might, but I don't know. He, he he's just very makes, artistic with his movements. Yes, yes. He does it very well. I love his, uh, his he does like a spinning backflip. Yeah. <laughs> I did that or tried to do that so many times on the trampoline <laughs> as a kid. One of my favorite moves. Yeah. That's and the cool. swanton bomb too. Okay. You had to show me that one. I mean, I'm sure uh, I've seen him do it, but. The swanton. It's it, so hard to keep The swanton is things. his finishing move. He did at the very end. It's okay. basically just a front flip, but it's like he kind of keeps his body oh, yes, straight. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. 
I what I yes, what I loved about that is when he he like starts it and he puts his head up like that, like when he jumps mm-hmm. out and then he tucks it tucks, in really yeah. quick. That that is yeah. cool. Uh, Kevin Owens adopted that. Oh, okay. modern day. Yeah, he does that sometimes. Okay. Uh, the Rock returns next week. That's what we got <laughs> from this next segment. That's what we've been getting from for the last seven weeks. I could have swore earlier on that we, we we've been teasing this for like two weeks. They are raking in that sweet yeah, rock cash. That promo was so long that they had right there. Like flashbacks of the rock. They do. They, we haven't really been covering that, but yeah, like every commercial break when they come back, it's a rock moment. But but I'm saying this one the specifically was like, like multiple yeah. at a time. They, they're doing more and more. Oh, yeah. They're like, remember how funny The Rock was? Don't you want him back? So we're going to have a big episode of SmackDown, I guess. I guess it wouldn't be our next episode. It'd be the one after. Mm-hmm. Jeez. So, like, we've been... Wow. Okay. They've been teasing The Rock, the rock for a while. He's coming back, like, once, and then he's going to go to Vengeance, and then he's probably going to bounce. Yep. He's like, again. I got contracts, man. Yeah. Yeah. We got Regal backstage. He's very sad that he just lost his European championship. So sad he's crying. He's sobbing on his knees. It kind of caught me off guard. You don't really see this much. This like, I don't know if you call that vulnerability or if it was oh, more of a joke. I kind of felt like it was more like jokey. You think it was more of a joke? Maybe I wasn't giving him credit for it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty good acting though. Uh, yeah. And I guess his bud, Nowiski, comes and consoles him and takes him away. So mm-hmm. uh, We find out via the Dudleys backstage that RVD is going to be the 10th man in our massive 10-man main event. Mm-hmm. Everybody present. Right now. So we got Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, the NWO, Sands, Shawn Michaels. So that's Kevin Nash, Big Show. X-Pac. Then we got the Dudleys on the other side. Mm-hmm. We got the Dudleys, RVD, and Booger T and Goldust. All present. All right. Everybody's accounted for. We've got... I mean, it's this is a crazy match. I mean... Chaos. It's chaotic. Um, you got Shawn Michaels trying to interfere after a bit. I mean... This is just kind of where it all breaks down. So RVD chases Sean uh, kind of toward the backstage area. Brock comes out of nowhere, almost takes out Sean, but like he, <laughs> you can tell he's looking for RVD, but. Um, yeah, Brock's got a bone to pick with RVD. Yeah, Sean almost got it there, but yeah. Brock just wrecks RVD. Can you imagine like turning on the a stage. corner and seeing Brock like oh full God. on headed towards you? I'd be like, oh God. <laughs> That'd be terrifying. Yeah. Uh, we finally get Nash tagged back in and he like immediately blows out his knee. Mm. First time in three months. This looks real. Um, they did, if you notice that the ref did the big X symbol with his arms. Oh. So that is supposed to mean that there's a real injury oh. when the ref... Does the overhead X with his arms, huh. his or her. Um, there are some exceptions to that where they they know that people think that, so they'll oh. use it as a plot device. 
But the reason I think this one is real is because they didn't do anything about it. Right. Um, Nash goes down. He stays down. Chaos ensues. Uh, Shawn Michaels is back. He does a super kick. And he does a super kick on somebody. Booker T, I, I believe. And then Big Show choke slams him and pins him. Um, Shawn Michaels gets on the mic and is just warning Triple H, like, if Shawn if you don't join, mic. this is what's going to happen to you. I and to he show d- you this and picture. he and he does not. He doesn't even mention Kevin Nash laying over there with a blown out knee. So that's also makes me think that it was real. So I came across this picture. Uh, I was I was looking. Long story. I'll cut to the chase. I was looking at pictures of Kevin Nash because. He looked so familiar, and he has been in a few movies. So I think I've I think I seen him in a yeah. movie prior, and now I'm like realizing, oh, I've seen this man before, but I don't know what movie it was in. Anyway, I came across this picture of him showing his knees pre and post uh, orthopedic surgeries. I think he got new hips and knees, and they Ooh. look jank. So I think his knees were put through the ringer, literally. Ooh. Yeah, if they you, they're like they like look like this like they're like sideways. So yeah, he probably. If I remember, I'll put this on the YouTube video. But wow, just like Google Kevin Nash knees. <laughs> they that, looked like. Oh my God, they're so crooked. Like the right, so pre-surgery, the right one is just totally bent, crooked. Yeah. Inwards. The other one's Valgus, all, all, if you will. Oh my God! But afterwards, it looks much better. Yeah. So it looks like, I mean, I mean, so that tracks with like it's probably a real yeah, injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably had a lot of knee injuries. And he is older at this point in history, um, in even in 2002. So I'm. It's probably the beginning of the end for him too. I really think this is the beginning of the end for the NWO. I just, mm. I don't see much value they provide at this point, mm-hmm. this version. It, it, most of their segments and matches, I feel like, just fall flat and feel kind of forced. Like they really want that frat boy. <laughs> that the group frat is boy. too big. The, once your group gets above four. It falls apart for me. Well, it's still only four currently. But they're trying to get a new guy. Well, he's not and there like yet. Something all the time. And they could just kick out Nash because he's got a bum knee. Well, maybe they're about to do it. Maybe. But it is something I feel about Judgment Day where I'm like, listen, y'all got four all within the Judgment Day. That's that's a lot of people to keep up with in one dang group. And, and they're trying to keep it cohesive and you're trying to four make Four is fine. It's on the edge of my mental capacity. <laughs> All right. We're going to transition here in a minute to modern day. But uh, first, let's talk about like your impressions of the show. Because, sure. well, yeah. What were your impressions of the show? Um, it seemed like they were working with limited performers. Definitely. Um, but they made it work. Even though there was that and just the fact that it was a... A, uh, you know, a lot of the matches leading up to a big premium event. Sure, there might be one or two that's trying to propel the story forward, but 
overall, it's like we're just kind of biding time until we get to the premium event. So that's a little bit how it felt. But not every episode is like that. Like I, th- I would say this is the first one that we've covered so far that has felt like more of a filler. Yeah, but I'm episode. sure like the next one, the next raw yeah. is probably gonna be jam packed. It very well might be. But this reminds me actually of the SmackDown that we just went to (laughs) where you just have these episodes where they're trying to put on the best show possible, but not no stories are really moving forward to any significant, significant degree. You have major players missing uh, the undertaker not in town. Uh, So yeah, I think they made the best. They did the best they could with what they had here, but I've seen worse as far as like matches and stuff. There were some good matches. There was some chaos and there was some humor. What more can you ask for? Yeah. I mean, I would, this was an entertaining episode of, of raw. Mm -hmm. I just gold dust alone made it worthwhile. (laughs) Just all right. Um, that's, Episode of Raw, July 8th, 2002. Smackdown. No, it's Raw. This was Raw? This was Raw. Oh, my gosh. I'm I'm so confused. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Yep, wow. No. Why did I think we were doing... I even wrote Raw right here. Yep. Monday Night Raw. Was the, that's what we just covered. Uh, sorry, guys. Sorry. I don't think you've said it so far, so uh. you're good. This is the first time you... you yeah, so huh. SmackDown will be our next oh, okay. episode. Okay. Thursday yeah, I night. am all going to a show gets me yeah. all confused. <laughs> all right. So yeah, tune in next time for uh Thursday night SmackDown. Again, if we have maybe another lighter episode, we may combine a couple, but and yeah, we're just taking it one episode at a time. Yeah. Uh, before we close out, let's do a little recap about present day SmackDown. All right. Yes. Now we are transitioning to modern day. Uh, so yeah, Friday night, we were in Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. We went to the PNC arena, which we can talk about. Yeah. Like the, the arena, arena It was okay. It, it kind of sucked, honestly. <laughs> not not to throw outdated. shade. We're comparing it to uh, Raw in Greensboro, uh, which was about a month ago. Yeah. And and it, it didn't hit quite as, as good as the Raw did. N- nothing, yeah, so we went to a banger of a Raw like a couple months ago Yeah. in Greensboro. For one, in PNC Arena, like, they they had like a quarter of the vendors open so like you couldn't hardly get any food without waiting yeah in like a super long line it felt like they were prepared for maybe a smaller recreational show but then cody rhodes said that i I mean i don't know how much truth is to that but that it was like the largest raleigh crawl they had so maybe they were just really not looking (laughs) not looking to have a lot of people i don't It, it felt like yeah it felt like maybe people didn't expect this to be as big as it was going to be. Yeah. I hope that uh, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves here, but I hope that because I think it was a good crowd. And if they're telling, if they were telling the truth about the record attendance, you would think maybe the next time they come to town, we don't get a filler show because that's <laughs> what this was. Yeah. We got a filler show 
Uh, we we didn't get Roman Reigns. We we did get briefly L.A. Knight, which was the probably the highlight. For Let me. me tell y'all, the crowd was hyped for L.A. Knight, including us, including us. Before the show started, the gates open. People are walking in. We got people yelling, yeah, yeah, all down the hallways. We got people in L.A. Night shirts. You, Me. you were stopped by another guy. I mean, the hype. We train both had L.A. Night shirts on. Yep. Toot toot, going down the tracks for L.A. Night. Like his, absolutely, he is hyped. There's we're in North Carolina, or we were in North Carolina. There were more yes than there were woos. Yeah, yeah, big time. L.A. Night. I don't know what in the world has happened in society. But he is getting hyped up. Absolutely. Which and, and I the think crowd, is deserved, but the biggest reaction by far was for LA Knight. And he, yeah. all he did was he came out onto the stage, didn't come into the ring. He came out, he he talked for a while, he said all of his catchphrases. Crowd was ahead of him on all of that stuff. Just yeah. cra- including us. The crowd was hanging on every word you could Absolutely. tell. Like he was captivating the audience and like like you said, he wasn't even in the ring. He he literally just popped out like from the dressing room, like, "Hey guys, I'm here. Just so we know, I'm probably gonna yeah. fight. Yeah, okay, see you next time." Like, yeah. <laughs> and the crowd was like, "Yeah," just ate it up. Yeah, I think the one thing that that the crowd likes about LA Knight is just how participatory mm-hmm. it is. You get to do the oh, L yeah. A Knight. Yes. You get to do the yeah. Yes. When he says it, you can also you can do it instead of a what chant in between his. Yeah. Yeah, his pauses. It's, he makes it fun. Yeah, which I think Seth Rollins does too. Which is why I think everybody loves to sing with him because it it feels like you're a part of it, which is a big part of wrestling. So, um, and we're gonna see what the Rock in in the when he finally comes back in 2002. Uh-huh. His his act is very participatory. Yeah, and Stone Cold's as well. That's why. I feel like that's the key to like mega stardom. <laughs> one, I think it's a one path to take. It is, yeah. I mean, there are multiple paths. But yeah. If something else isn't working out, like maybe you're not booking very good mm-hmm. matches or whatever, definitely this path is a way to hype yourself up. LA Knight is is definitely a kind of a mixture of. The Rock and Stone Cold kind of. I keep He's, saying that, yeah. Yeah, I know. A lot of people say it. It is true, but he is his own thing. Sure. He's definitely his own thing. And he's he's doing great. It, it certainly seems like I hope we're headed for LA Knight versus Austin Theory for the United States Championship Reddit at SummerSlam. I, so. I, I think so, too. I just hope the WWE doesn't overthink this. <laughs> And do the Cody Rhodes thing where it's like, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 not yet. <laughs> like, no, no good guys can have anything. Yeah. They really, WWE loves the bad guys lately. Like the heels. It is like heel nation. Everybody's a heel. Judgment Day, Bloodline, Asuka. Roman. Well, Roman. I always think of him as being Bloodline stuff. Um Rollins, in a way, you might could say he, he was. He's a heel. He's not anymore. Mm-hmm. He was, and then he kind of auto. He transitioned with Logan Paul. When okay. he faced Logan Paul, it's like a, there was a bigger asshole in the room. So okay, <laughs> he, they started cheering for Seth. Gotcha. Brock is a heel. Yep. Um, 
You got Ellie Knight's a heel. Even though the crowd yes. loves him, he's a tweener. He's tweener. He's an ass. That term is so funny. I know. Yeah, but he the crowd's loving him. Um, I want to go back to the beginning because I wanted to get on a little bit of a pedestal or whatever. Um, soapbox. Soapbox about Bianca. Mm-hmm. Her outfit was amazing. Her look is amazing. Crowd loved it too. She is the ultimate female wrestler. I will defend that. I will. Um, I agree. She's the EST. She is amazing. Her look, her act, her performance. I love her. She is the top. Yeah. I I, I don't know why she isn't a bigger star. And I, I hope that we're headed there with her current program because, I mean, obviously she's held the belt. She is a plenty big star. I get right. that. But she's. And she's pretty popular with the crowd, but I think there's another level she could get to mm-hmm. if she takes on more of like, like the female Brock Lesnar persona. Sure, I mean, yeah, like a, like a Rhea, you mean? Or Not even that. Like her own thing. Like stay yeah. true to her character, but like, I like that she's been doing more of of like a little bit leaning more toward heel. Like I'm just gonna do things my way. Yeah. I don't care if I break the rules. I don't care if I piss people off mm. i i'm just gonna get what's what what's coming to me you know yeah i don't know i don't feel heel vibes from her yet but yeah maybe she's headed that way some light i think she's getting screwed over so much i feel like they're setting mm. that up for just mm. her to like just lose it mate they're certainly setting something up with this yeah. with whatever happened with between her and flair and uh, EO and Asuka, something. So should happen. we jump to that? Because sure. we can jump around a little bit. But sure. the main event, we had um, Bianca versus Asuka for the, wimp in, the women's championship. Mm-hmm. What do they call it? The WWE Women's Championship. I guess. Because there's two now. But anyway, they had their match. We had Charlotte Flair in attendance. We had... EO Sky and Bailey ringside mm-hmm. and just things all went went to hell because uh, EO and Bailey came to interfere. Charlotte actually was trying they set up a match versus Bianca at SummerSlam earlier in the program, mm-hmm. but that's only if Bianca wins this match. Yeah. So Charlotte's trying to defend her title match. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to d- She's on Bianca's side, but then, you know, somebody steps out of the way and then she uh, spears Bianca, disqualification, and the belt stays with the champ. Yeah, Uh, they're certainly setting something up to happen in SummerSlam. Yes, and before we get to that, then we had the whole Money in the Bank thing. Yeah, it was a tease. Yep, we had another Money in the Bank tease, which I guess they're going to do this a lot. Probably this time they're not going to do any quick. It doesn't seem like they're going to do a quick. Maybe they'll do a SummerSlam. That, that's kind of what I in. feel like is what's happening. But I don't we know. still have two. I don't like damage but, control, so I don't. Really both like Money it. in the Bank holders still have their briefcases. But but anyway, EO looks like she's going to cash it in. There's some confusion or something, and then Oscar gets away. So. Yeah. So no no title change, but yeah, something is brewing in the women's division, and I, I don't even. There's a lot of different directions they could go. Yeah, here. I, that's my least favorite way to end things is 
oh, we're all confused and everybody runs away. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so nothing really happened. <laughs> so we my could, least favorite way to end I things. mean, we could have Bianca and Charlotte versus Charlotte anyway. I told, I mentioned that to you. It could be like the Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar of the women's division. Mm-hmm. No no belt required. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I almost feel like maybe we're headed toward a triple threat or even a fatal four-way if EO wants to get in there. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so we could be headed for a big SummerSlam match in the women's division. and As long as I get to see Bianca fight, I'll be happy because you know she puts on a show for oh, yeah. SummerSlam. Oh yeah, last year's SummerSlam match was amazing. Goat tier, one of the best female matches I've ever seen. Same matches in general, I would say. Great great. match, great. So I'm excited for that. Um, Really missed Rey Mysterio. Yeah, we were hoping he would make an appearance, but he's yeah, he's doing his own thing. He's taking a big step back since WrestleMania. It feels like. Yeah, he did the thing. You know, the Dom story. Yeah. Which really, to I mean, obviously to his credit, really propelled Dom, even though Dom ended up losing Yeah. at WrestleMania. Dom is just on another level right now as far as like a heel and just being relevant. Yeah. So he, he did a lot for his son's career already. So like what more? And he fought his son at WrestleMania. So I don't really know what else he has to do. I know. At this I point. think what I, what I wish I was seeing given that they're doing the LWO thing, is like with Judgment Day, if one of them comes out, there's always at least another one in the group. Or, you know, there's. it feels like they travel in a herd. And even um, like in WO, uh, in the back, in the way back past, when one comes out, they're all out. When one's fighting, there's at least one more out. With LWO, I'm feeling a little bit like we're not really operating as a group very much. I've got a hot take about the LWO. Oh, give it to me. Serve it up hot. Let's go. I think they're a bunch of dweebs. (laughs) It's like the most lame. It is the lamest faction that I've ever seen in WWE. I want to like it. But I think what I'm not liking is you can't be a group and then not act like a group. Okay, so who who's even in the LWO? We have Rey Mysterio. Uh We have Escobar. Uh And we have Zelina Vega. Yeah. Who else? Yeah, Rey Mysterio is half retired. Wait, isn't there another one? Uh, I mean, not that I'm aware of. Quick. There may be some minor guys that like never are actually around. Let me see. Um, but I mean, they they lose all the time. Okay. Except I know that I know, they won, they won a match. Or sorry, Escobar won his match for the basically. They're doing the tournament for the United States Championship. He won his first qualifier. There's no chance he's winning this whole thing. There's certain. I mean, they're dweebs in so far as yeah, the the they're not having them win anything, which stinks. They're just kind of um, interesting. I mean, but Zelina had a nice moment at Backlash because she was at home, and it was emotional and all that. But I just. I think they've gone the wrong direction. I like Vega. I want to like Vega. I want her to win more, but I agree they're not doing anything with her. They, they've they just made her look weak, I think. I, well, she is teeny tiny, so she is it's very like small. I get that, but like, but I, that's where I'll get like so frustrated with the women's stuff is like, I, I get it. You can't manage 
20 whatever storylines at once and have them all be great. I get that. But, like, if it doesn't deal with Bianca and Asuka or um, Ronda Rousey, it just feels like we don't care as far as even sometimes Becky, who arguably is also one of the tops, I almost feel like she's – it doesn't feel like they're – they're like, eh, we'll give you something else with Trish. Like, she's, that's all she's been doing. So it's a little frustrating as a woman who's wanting to watch women's wrestling and be involved and invested in those storylines. And they're not really doing jag diddly to, like, make it interesting. <laughs> like, I really want to like Vega. I really want to like uh, Piper Nevins. Nevins? Nevins. She seems she, really cool. She's gone. I, want, I, don't, I don't even know where she is. It's like, I want to like these girls girls i don't give two cracks about damage control i'm over it done give me somebody else yeah it is it is odd they've they've got some talent there but yeah the focus on damage control i don't understand i don't know i don't know they, I'm they not do into it. the they, guy next the focus to us is not there at the show and you know all everybody a lot of people has, like you likes like EOS guy. yeah and that's cool that's what makes wrestling good is everybody has different preferences and likes different people i just don't get it I'm not, I don't understand. To me, like what I was saying about what makes a superstar, she doesn't do anything on the mic. Her skill set is fair at best. She's a tag-along teammate for damage control. I'm like, what? She has nothing going for her. No background. We don't, she's never in any like, Yeah. we're we're not learning anything about her, seeing anything about her. She doesn't, she doesn't do anything. I agree. I feel a lot of the same ways I feel about Asuka, about EO. Yeah. There's very little character development there. And and I get the language barrier, but I think that's on WWE though. That I don't I really don't think that's on Asuka. Yeah. Like with EO, she's a, a it feels like a bit of a smaller wrestler, but with Asuka, she how are you going to make her the women's champion and like not give her more screen time? Yeah. And like I, you could at least give us like let her talk, speak Japanese and give us subtitles. I, yeah, we want to see her life. That's what I love about like going back and watching these past episodes is like with freaking whiskey who is like yeah, you know some small time guy. You let him go to Harvard. You film him <laughs> walking around. I mean, it's so random, but like we're seeing something yeah. else about him. Oscar, I don't. We don't. Who? I, <laughs> I mean, and I'll I'll give Oscar all the credit for as little like screen time and opportunities as she's given set aside the fact that she's the champ uh she does the most she can with what she's given she wears all these interesting outfits she's got the mask she's got the face paint the mist she's doing everything she possibly can Uh, she's a great performer but i don't think they're putting her in the best situation to succeed i completely agree so it, and it's act like it's yeah it makes the fan aka me <laughs> not like her as much because i don't know anything about her well, are Same. you going to show us anything she's the champion why why do we not know anything about her why is she not on the mic more why is she not we need more so that's my thing to make this a broader point mm-hmm. about grayson waller <sighs> some other new guys uh solo sokoa less new but still new I don't necessarily like these. I wouldn't say like I'm a fan yet, 
But like every week, I'm hoping they like prove me wrong. You know, I got. I'm you're, always you're open. Open to that. Yeah. There are very few, if any, superstars that I'm just out on and like closed off to. You know. <laughs> I know. I know why you're saying it that way. It's because I said I'm out on Grayson Waller. Yeah, and you can't be. I mean, you can be. You can you can be out on him if you want, but give him a chance. Everybody starts somewhere. I'll come, I'll circle back for his next evolution. Sure. I'll circle back. His current thing, I'm out. I don't, I get so frustrated with like booking or whatever or the storyline when you're giving this guy, like, let's take, let's take Asuka and Grayson Waller and compare them, right? You're giving Grayson Waller, brand new, just showed up on the block. You're giving him top matches with top people that he didn't, I don't feel necessarily earn. You're giving him promos. Okay, but you don't, you don't, and we don't watch NXT, so you can't say he didn't earn it. Okay. That's not I mean, in, correct. I, all right. I, I acknowledge that. He was a main eventer in NXT. Okay, we're in a different realm here. Not entirely. Not entirely. You don't so you don't bring out a main eventer from NXT and then like have him lose to the Miz or something. I don't want him to lose. I don't so much care about win or lose. I know that that does in a way, you know, propel you up or propel you down. What I'm saying is just in the way that he's presented to the audience me is I'm seeing him promoted and talked about every week. He has this talk show whatever. I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not with the hip crowd. I don't I, know. No, I think you're right. I think that fell flat, and they did that like four weeks in a row, <laughs> and he never wrestled because they were saving him for Madison Square Garden versus Edge, which was good, but it it did feel weird and kind of forced. Yeah, as someone who doesn't watch NXT, because already I'm struggling to keep up with just the you know yeah. regular stuff. Um, I'm like, who is this guy? This super young looking kind of cocky guy, which I get it. It's a character, whatever. But like he strolls up in here and he's got this big show and it's this, it has its own setting. And then meanwhile, you got the women's championship and we see her what every four weeks, maybe. I know, but look, I mean, Hey, look at John Cena. We watched John Cena's debut. He was not an interesting person. He was very good in the ring. You could tell he had potential. I think everybody could tell. Mm-hmm. It took time for him. It took years. I think it took maybe a John, year or two. Was John Cena promoted out of the gate? Was he given yes. top match? None he faced the- Kurt Angle in his debut. <laughs> and he almost won. Okay. I'm, we'll agree to disagree. Uh-huh, okay. I'm out on okay. Grayson Waller right now. He needs to lose. The okay, but you're open to him. Getting better. When it, he inevitably drops whatever shtick he's doing now, and he's probably going to do a costume change and whatever, I'll come back around. Because okay. these silver boxing shorts that he's wearing, I'm out. Okay. They don't look good. It makes him look like he's 12. Okay. It's different, though. I don't think everybody has to wear uh, tights. They don't. Or like, okay. Let's move on. Even no. Brock Lesnar wears some, some dope shorts. But they're not those shorts. Okay. His character is definitely <laughs> going to evolve. I he's, think so He's too. finding his footing. You can tell. I mean, he, he he's very good, and he he held his own with John Cena pretty well. But you can also tell that he's like not 
a hundred percent comfortable yet, and nor should he be yeah. yet. I'm just out right now. I, I'm being a little bit of a not a sore loser, but a sore patron. I try to look. I guess I try to look at like young talent and kind of meet them where they are. I know that they're not they're not great yet, but I'm trying to see where where it could go. Same with Solo Sokoa. I know. So let's talk about the bloodline stuff. Okay. Uh, so we've got we had Jey Uso come out. He uh, basically talking about the the stuff that happened last week with Jimmy being in an ambulance. He's he's gone. He's injured right now. Um, in kayfabe at least. So we get Heyman coming out with Solo. I really like that Solo is starting to do the Brock Lesnar thing where he takes the mic away from Heyman mm-hmm. who who does most of his talking and he says a few things. And mm. it's Yeah, I like that more, they're, they're like, Solo, you got to do something. You just missed hey, it. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, and again, I didn't watch him in NXT, but apparently he was a lot, he can do a lot more than they're letting him do. So don't, conflate the character or the don't conflate the performer with how his booking has been oh sure i yeah a lot of the complaints and the criticism i give are on the way the way in which that package is presented to us the audience certainly i understand that like solo grace and waller they are their own person personally but then also their character is trying their own things i totally get that and we're not aware of that um i don't know how they are or what they do a lot of my frustration is the way in which wwe is saying here this is solo sokoa um and i don't i'm like why are you packaging it that way Uh, i know and they are kind of forcing him down our throats and i get that and i haven't loved every minute of it there's the the month after wrestlemania was really painful because they were just absolutely cramming him down our throats. But we have a little distance from that and I kind of like the direction they're going in the absence of Roman. I feel like they're kind of trying to push him mm-hmm. as like this. So obviously solo kind of destroyer uh, enforcer type, but he's, he's starting to, to talk more, which I like. Mm-hmm. We're, maybe we're going to start to flesh out his character a little bit more, which mm-hmm. I think is going to make it a lot more interesting. Mm-hmm. Especially like you got him in there with his brothers. Like you can't not flesh him out a bit more than mm-hmm. just make him the quiet, mm-hmm. mean guy in the corner mm-hmm. that just makes the mean faces. Mm-hmm. 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 I think we're finally starting to to make some ground on that, and it has been slow. But Agonizingly I think we're, we're, slow. We're getting there, and I think he's starting to become an interesting character. Mm. Okay. And by the he's way, starting the, to become interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's super interesting up until now. Mm-hmm. But what they've done in the last few weeks, I think, has been good with him. Mm-hmm. And and in general, and the crowd loved everything about this segment. They loved Jay. They got so hyped for Jay. Taking out Heyman yeah. with the super kick. Yeah. Heyman talked more in that match than I've ever heard him talk. He was talking and a talking and a talking. Uh, well, it wasn't a match, but you mean or, like in the ring? Yeah. Yeah. Sex segment, whatever. Yeah. 
Well, he can do a lot of talking. Uh, I mean, yeah. he does do a lot of talking. So the bloodline stuff was really good. Um, crowd was super into it. And next week we get Roman Reigns to further <laughs> it even more. And maybe, yeah, maybe see what he's going to do at SummerSlam. Maybe. Yeah. Roman Reigns and Brock are like on their once a month type Got it. schedule. Okay. Yeah. As long as they don't meet again at WrestleMania and we, we go from one part-time champion to another part-time champion. Yeah. But um, kind of a cherry on top at the end of the match was, or at the end of the show, we got to have a dark match. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, surprising because they didn't advertise this at all that I saw. Um, kind of on one of the commercial breaks, I think you were going to the bathroom. They they said, oh, don't forget about our main event, Cody Rhodes versus Damian Priest. Oh, yeah. I missed that. I thought I was hallucinating. I was like, <laughs> "What did that? Was that an audio glitch? Like, huh? They're not here. This is SmackDown." Huh. But no. So we got after the show went off air. I'm sure, if you've been to an event before, you probably know how this works. But if you don't, uh, a lot of times before and after the show goes on or off air, um, you get another match. So we had. We got some Cody Rhodes, which was pretty cool. Like yeah. for all of the shortcomings of this night, which we can talk about, um, they kind of, they made up for it. I, th- I feel like with, you know, bringing out a top tier superstar yeah. and Damian Priest. Yeah. It was no, fun. no shade intended Damian <laughs> Priest. You're not quite there yet. But. Yeah. It was fun. It was a good match. It was fun. I thought it was nice of them to do it at the end. Cody Rhodes is such a performer, loves the crowd. This is the second show that we've been to where he, I felt like he made it like a point to be the last one to perform and say goodbye to everyone and thank everyone for coming. And the last one to leave. The last like, one to leave. He yeah. really, you can just tell that he just really truly loves his business and we're super lucky to have him. Yeah. We're lucky to have you. <laughs> anyway, over, I mean, do you have any other points you want to hit or do you want to talk about the show? Mm-hmm. Uh, overall um overall it was overall fine Shotzi shaving her head was kind of cool i look forward to her having a buzz cut that was pretty did she cool. shave her head I yeah i didn't see that yeah that may have been while you were gone okay um, I it, may was, have missed it was a, a video segment oh. um but i read on reddit that i think her sister maybe has cancer and so ah. she was like planning to shave it anyway yeah. but and they kind of put it in but i'm kind of looking forward to a girl with Could a buzz cut yeah she's gonna look really cool yeah, I, I hope she changes up her character a little bit. Yeah. She's been kind of a dweeb <laughs> too for a while. <laughs> yeah. I I used to not I, I wasn't into her, but I'm coming around to her. She she could be good if she got a good push. Yeah. Right now she's kind of like a Miz tier, like I know. What punching bag. Anyway, I won't yeah, I won't retread that ground again. But they're her and I think Selena Vega pers or no, no, no. Who am I thinking of? Um, not Vega, but... Sl- Shayna Baszler? No. Who? Sonya Deville. That's oh. who I'm thinking of. Another one who I feel like has really cool potential, but they're like, nah, we're going to keep her right here. And this is, all, this is as high as she'll ever go. Hmm. Um, yeah, well, they are putting them in the tag team division, which needs every everyone they can get yeah. right now. But... Yeah, show overall I thought was pretty weak. 
pretty weak, but with some high points. Yeah. I, I mean, it, weak overall, but we got we got our Haley Knight moment. We got our Bloodline moment. That was good. Um, and then we got our our dark match with Cody Rhodes. So I was pretty satisfied with it. It's it's still I feel like SmackDown overall is just a lot weaker than Raw. Yeah, and, I gotta agree with you on that. And I just don't understand the rationale behind this. Like, ever since Russ or since they did the brand split, it's it's felt really weak. And I thought like maybe they had something coming, like a big um, move o- over there or something. But mm-hmm. so far, nothing. And also another thing that happened we we didn't even cover was um, pretty deadly. Uh, one of those guys oh, got yeah. hurt. He threw out his shoulder. Oh, really? He's going to be out for a little bit kinda, in that match. I want to like them. Yeah, I think the they're pretty cool. The crowd was loving them. I think they're pretty cool. They, they, um, they're catching on. They need to change up the color of their costume, but maybe they'll get there. I love the oh, lace yeah. top, but like it would be cool. It's to always have like blue, a, right? Yeah, it'd be cool <laughs> to have a different color because you know they're. Yeah. I like when the package is all like, you know, consistent. And since they're like, their thing coming disco. out is like a bunch of neon disco dancers. A it would disco be, ball in the middle of the yeah, ring. Yeah. It would be really cool if they had that outfit, but like a neon blue and neon green and neon pink, you know, different things. But, but yeah, I'm glad we went. They're, yeah, um, totally. It's always fun to watch a live show. Even one that's not that great. It's still fun. Totally. We'll continue to go to more. Um, thinking about WrestleMania next year, haven't put it in the books yet, but we're thinking about it. Thinking about going is what you mean. Thinking about going. Yes. Yes. We'll see. We'll see. It's, we'll see. (laughs) We'll see. Maybe if the the podcast catches on, (laughs) we'll have, we'll have more of a reason to go. Yeah. 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 We'll do some interviews on the fly. Yeah. All right, I think that's enough for this week. Uh, thanks for tuning in to the Ruthless Regression Podcast. Uh, we should be back uh, this week, next week, yeah. sometime soon. With we'll see you when we see you with the next episode of SmackDown in 2002. Um, until then, we need a catchphrase. Stay groovy. Stay groovy. Bye. See you. <laughs>